And hello, welcome to episode seven of the High Level Play podcast. And what do we abbreviate it as, Kirk? The drunk cast? The play cast. Oh, the play cast this yeah, week. We, we did have quite a lot of comments about our drunk cast, actually. I was quite <laughs> proud of it, the bits I was able to um, retrieve. <laughs> and we did. I did lose a whole bunch of that shit. I do apologize, Kirk. Oh, never mind, mate. All right. You're a human. I'm a, well, you know, men say that. Women say something different. I would advocate. Okay. I'll tell you would. Okay, I'm Deckard49. I'm one of your hosts. And with I'm, me today... I'm Kirkus Minurkus. I'm the other host. The host with the most, you've said before. I have indeed. Yeah, I don't know if I'm happy about that, mate. Mm, we'll have to see, won't we, mate? You're going you're gonna to take me to point, aren't you? You're going to make a man of me. I'll try my best. I'm going to be like Les Dennis <laughs> when you're finished with me, I think. Les <laughs> Dennis. Or Roy Walker. Say what you see. Say what you see. <laughs> I can't think of a, a less manly person, less Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that extras where he was on it? Yeah. Oh, that so. was that was car crash television. That was really yeah. horrible to watch. It was funny. It was disgusting, actually. Just him that... sitting there with a with a cup over his cock. Was that at the end where he goes, "I don't rightly know"? Is that yeah. him? At the end? Yeah, that's just, that was exactly what it was. Yeah. Well, How have you been? What's been going on? Uh, nothing much, mate. Very quiet week. Only working. What have you? Nothing. Only the uh, odd few games that I'm sure we're going to be talking about in the, the next few minutes or so. I'm debating. The, what's that? Discoursing. Arguing, perhaps. Possibly. We'll have to see. Did I tell you about me surviving the London riots? Oh. I don't know if we've recorded anything about that. No. Yeah. Um, well, you know, viewers and listeners may not, may, may not be aware, but there was, a, there was a little bit of a tussle in London the other day. Just a, <laughs> just a tad... A tad bit of trouble. And um, London almost got burnt to the ground, followed by quite a few other cities in the UK. And uh, Kirk, I was in the thick of it, mate. Were you? Yeah. What, after like, finishing work or something? Yeah, or? after, well, I took the day off work and I just said, look, this, this fucking capitalist government is no good. It's no good. <laughs> Did you take to the street with your ski mask and baseball bat then? Got my missus in the car. I said, I'm going down fucking Dixon's, right? Park, park the car outside Dixon's and I'm going to get us a 52-inch television. Fuck capitalism, yeah? It's every man for himself. And how did you get on? Uh, I got a 62-inch Sony Bravia and you I hung it on my wall when my wall fell over. Good lad, good lad. No, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in quite a rough area, actually, so I was, I was a little bit worried. But as it turns out, mate, and, and take this as you will... Word came on the street that, you know, on the grapevine, as it were, Marvin Gaye told us, old Marv, <laughs> that they were charged, like they were coming down to Cricklewood. They were, they were down on it and um, they got to Cricklewood and, and they moved on straight away. So I, I don't know, maybe they just looked around and went, someone's done this already, lads. <laughs> That's his usual state. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So not, nothing was touched. It was, it was, it was completely, um, it was completely fine. So. I live above shops, so I was a little bit worried because obviously shop owners in this current climate are not too happy with things. So your so your way of saying that you were stuck in the midst of it was actually you watching it through your bedroom window. I, mean, no, I was at work watching <laughs> BBC News, mate. I, I, I watched I, it on the news. Like, yeah. You were stuck in the middle of it, mate. I was, I, was, I, I wore a ski mask at work. I mean, I suppose you could yeah, do I, that. I, you know, spiritually, I was involved. Emotionally, mm. you always have to be emotionally involved. If not, you know. If not, at least physically. Just some of the stories, though, that came out are hilarious, mate. Like, I mean, it's a terrible thing, and obviously, you know, it's, it's 
there was a spark to it, which was a very unfortunate situation as well. But it's just, I just want to speak to the broader psychological condition of, of human beings. Do you know what I mean? Like, you did have you did have mums turning up outside Dixon's, like you know, while their sons and and you know partners robbed the places. Like, crazy. You know, isn't that's it? that's one interpretation of family unit, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, I- like I said to you on the phone the other week, I said the safest place for you to hide is inside the job centre. Yeah, you'd be completely safe, <laughs> wouldn't you? You would. You'd be utterly safe. <laughs> um, you know, and there was reports of, of looters queuing up in an orderly fashion, you know, outside TV shops and stuff, waiting for their turn to loot. I actually um, saw it on the news, yeah, that someone had brought... Did you see him raiding game? And uh, I did they- they managed to smash in. Everything got robbed apart from deadly premonition. Oh fuck <laughs> you! I didn't even see that coming, mate. That was <laughs> gotcha. You got me, mate. You got me good there. Oh, you've been holding on to that one for a while. I bet. No, it just came to me then. I bet you have. I, I saw that on TV the other day. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So it's just, it was. It's been a rough old time, but you know, it's not going to stop us. Nothing stops us. You know, we're like the Terminator and we need that guy, John Reese, Kyle Reese, John Reese. John Reese is the guy from down the fucking chippy. <laughs> Kyle Reese, he absolutely will not stop until he's killed you. <laughs> That's one way you can get a woman to sleep with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, but there are better ways. <laughs> Wait, I don't think uh, Wales has ever witnessed a riot. Anyway, not in my lifetime. Well, Friday Probably. nights? Friday nights? Is that... Or maybe up the road in the valley, where uh, probably if they've run out of milk or something, they might have a bit of a riot. And Jesus Christ. Or something like that, probably. I, said, I was talking to a girl once about up the roads in her valley, but um, <laughs> didn't didn't pan out too well for me, my friend. Didn't pan no. out too well for me. Ah, oh, dear. Okay. Should we talk about games? Yes. Okay, let's go. All right. Well, hey, hey, hey. Don't do any discredit to the audience. We're going to be playing some intermission music. Okay, then. Okay, then we'll be right back. Right to you. I've got 50 GGs. That's 50 horses. Yeah, of course it is, mate. Of course it is. 50 horses. What's, what was your version? I got 50 Bentleys in the West Indies. Sing it. 
I'm not saying it because you're going to tap record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting, you're getting too smart for this fucking lark, mate. I know what you're like. Mm. All right, and we are back, and we're here to talk about games. And there's one game at the top of your list, Kirkus. There is indeed. I'm Deadly sure Premonition. It... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it's the top of your list too. So the big, the big release so far this year, would you say? I'd say so, yeah. So far this year? We've been waiting for it for a while. It's been in development for 10 years, apparently. Well, you know, so was so was the old Deadly Premonition DP. And Duke Nukem. Mm. You know DP stands for something else as well? I do, yeah. Okay. Should we, should we elaborate for the audience? Should we, should we carry on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want you to pronounce the game that we're going to be talking about. I'm going to mark you out five. Uh, well, I've actually learned how to say it now from the last episode. Is it Des X? Deus Ex. Deus Ex. I just Deus say Ex. Deus Ex. It's like and Deus Ex. What comes after the colon? Isn't it Humans Revolved? <laughs> <laughs> Human Evolution? Oh, mate. Just <laughs> in my head, I've got this picture of someone sitting on an office chair being spun around. <laughs> Do you know what? It's called, at this point, I'm writing to Ubisoft. They didn't, they didn't have anything to do with this game, I don't think. I'm writing to EA, and in fact, I will be writing to Ubisoft, but that's that's the news section. That's a completely different story. Um, Deus Ex, Humans Revolved. Humans Revolving on objects. <laughs> you could just imagine it, can't you? The picture of a guy on the, on the chair getting spun around. Well, he's going to have augmented, like, fucking legs. The chair is, is going to be his legs. Be that, that's half of the point of this game, like is office about office men with office chairs as legs, I think. <laughs> Oh, that's wicked. Okay, so this is a big release. Yeah. Tell me tell me what you think. I enjoying it. I'm still playing it at the moment and I'm still enjoying it. Actually, can can we just I I think we need to actually get into some of the actual content of the game here. So I think some minor spoilers are actually going to come into play because I don't really think we can talk about it in a meaningful way without talking about some of the stuff which goes on, if you see what I mean. Yeah. What do you think? I think so. So how about if we say, for the, you know, we'll talk about the first hour or so, the first hour of the game, just before it sort of goes open world. Yeah. So we, we, what we're going to be talking about, guys, is like the theme of the game, some of the mechanics that we've seen, and the first hour's worth of, of plot, of, of gameplay, if you like. So um, if you don't want to hear what's going on, then just fast forward to me talking about Deadly Premonition in the next section. And then fast forward again. And then fast forward again. So that's where we're at. So, Kirk, tell me a little bit about how you feel about Deadly Premonition. No, USX. <laughs> it's, it's like a cross between Blade Runner and Robocop. <laughs> okay. It okay. is. That's, that's interesting. It's like this dude, he works for this corporation and, um, that, that does uh, like modification, like augmentation where they put like robot parts on humans and there's like the opposite the opposition like these um people that don't believe in it and things so uh the game starts off like that and then also there's a like an attack on the on the headquarters and that's when he's like the main character adam jensen is it Adam jensen that's right yeah he's uh he's just left in a bad way with like half his arms hanging off and stuff so that's where the robocop thing comes in because then they decide to turn him into this human cross cyborg guy and that's where the game kicks off really isn't it that's yeah that's pretty much it um 
I did I did note the RoboCop reference as well. But to start with, I I uh, I thought first and foremost that it started off almost identically to Mass Effect Two. Yeah. Kind of, I can't. I can vaguely remember that Mass Effect Two. Yeah, so if you remember at the beginning of Mass Effect Two, the the Normandy gets blown to bits. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And um, Commander Shepard gets ripped to bits and has to be put together again. Yeah. Uh, like you know, with all the king's horses and all the king's men. That's as, right. As it were. But at the beginning of Mass Effect Two as well, there's him. You know, as soon as he gets put together, he's trying to escape from from the institution where they, where they've been working on him, and yeah. he's looking at the computers and picking up all the information and trying to get a feel for what for what's going on. And essentially, the way that I see these games as, as both being similar is they they both throw you in to a narrative, they throw you into a story without you actually having all of the pieces for that particular puzzle and then a lot of the game appears to be you figuring out what that is what that means because mm. you know the, the story seems to be you know espionage it's kind of industrial slash scientific espionage yeah you know there's there's two companies or you know a multitude of companies who are both trying to get to the same uh they're, they're trying to get to the same point that make the same discovery and get that out there as quickly as possible but then you've got the other guys that are trying to stop it because of the human cloning and all that rubbish. Yeah, they don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is quite interesting the way that they that the way they do that. I mean, it was like Robocop putting him back together. I, I immediately I, I looked at that and I was like, damn, that's that is immediately like I'm just seeing Murphy getting put back together. It, is. it was also a lot like Ghost in the Shell. I don't know if you've ever seen that anime. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. A long so, time ago. Just him, the process of him being put together, like, you know, over the beginning credits. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, that was almost, you know, that was almost exactly what what Ghost in the Shell did. And another Mm. thing which I thought was really, really beautiful is the way they started moving, um, like, live action film footage into that. Yeah. You know, they actually had, you know, pictures of, of live action stuff. You know, and then they had pictures of rendered pictures of inside the body, and then you know, as electricity went through, you saw you know logos and corporation names and all that kind of stuff. The branding on on the mechanics. Yeah, the, like the yeah. branding on the heart and stuff. Like it was it was cool. it was really curious, man. Like you you can't help but think in this day and age that's going to be Facebook at some point. But um... <laughs> it's true. But even like the colors, the, the mostly like gold, black, and yellow, yeah. like futuristic stuff. It's yeah. just really For cool, sure. like. Another Mass Effect 2 hook I got, or a Mass Effect hook, was the music. Because mm. the music is very synth, techno, pop. Do you know, at the beginning, you're getting all those, uh, you know, those processed beats and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I, um, I, did, I do think they probably owe quite a lot to Mass Effect 2. And just looking at the timelines of, of how those games came out, I can, I can probably see that happening. They've, they've pinched a few ideas from quite a few games, to be honest with you. Mm. So let me, just, let me just ask you a quick question. Subtitles on or subtitles off? I have the subtitles on. Okay, I had to turn them off. Why is that then? Because I kept reading ahead of the actual performances. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because one of the things that they did is, all they do is they've, they've got all of, the, all of the words on the screen at the same time. Mm. And I kind of like the system that they use, you know, on the old BBC, the World Service. Like, you know, the, the subtitles where, where the words come as, as the people are speaking. Yeah. But they were they were coming up before, weren't they? Yeah, they also... everything was there, and you know, I would find myself reading ahead, and I found it's I found it spoiling my performance a little bit. So you know, my appreciation of the performance, so I actually turned it off. I'm yeah. curious to see what people, you know, how people did that, whether they just left them on or, or turned them off or whatever. I just left them on, okay. but they they do like to shorten it. They don't always write on the screen what they say 
on the on audio, if you know what I mean. No, you're they, right. They, they shorten it, they do. Yeah, I think you're right. That's one of the things about the speech trees as well that I noticed is the speech trees, do you know when you have a choice to choose that dialogue? Mm. It kind of stayed almost identical to what you were choosing. Yeah. Whereas in Mass Effect 2, you'd say something in a, in a general tone and Commander Shepard would say something completely different. Different, yeah. And you're like, whoa, that's not exactly what I wanted to say, but okay. So you've had a, you've had a bit of a play in, in the open world now, haven't you? I've just got outside in the open world, actually. And have you had the the chance to taste of like action or anything or are you a guy that just likes to sneak about in the shadows or are you an all guns blazing kind of guy well i'm i'm generally an all guns blazing kind of guy but you know i tried this in the beginning sequences of this game and it did you know it doesn't work out incredibly well for you like no. uh you only need to take a couple of bullets and and you're you're pretty much finished yeah because that's that's what i like about this game is the fact that you can you've, you're faced with quite a few obstacles like you've obviously got like four or five guards you could either go around you could shoot them or you could just try hacking the computers mm -hmm. to turn the security cameras off or turn the robot things mm -hmm. against the enemies just things like that's what i like you can i've found as well that you, you can actually cheat the computer uh, the game if that makes sense you know like yeah. when i was talking to you the other day i was having problems with um trying to hack a terminal to open the door but there was a security camera right in front or behind me so I thought, I need a bit of time. Because every time I went to hack it, I was getting caught. Because that's another good thing about it. Because usually on other computer games, when you go to do something like that, everything around you stops until you've finished what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But you can still get caught by a patrolling guard if you're on the computer. Mm -hmm. So he constantly keeps you on your toes, which is quite cool. So um, so what I did, I stacked up a load of boxes in front of the camera. So I was blocked vision from where the terminal was just things like that just cheat just like it's not cheating it's just using your initiative i think yeah no i think so and i i, I remember saying i did a similar thing with, with from dust when we were discussing this previously i you know i just spent quite a lot of the game just trying to make a river go yeah. from one side down the mountain to the other yeah and you know it's, it's that kind of emergent gameplay isn't it you can make your own little games out of this environment this little sandbox that they're given to you yeah so let, let me ask you another question, Kurt. What did you think? What do you think about the buttons, the control setup? Because it's a little bit unusual. It's it's like I've got used to it now. Like cause I'm like seven hours into the game now. I think. Yeah. Okay. But the only thing I do find a bit frustrating, you know, like on the other games, you've got hot tab. Where yeah. You put all your different weapons. On the D-pad. On the D-pad. Yeah. You you can't do that. No, you, you can't do that. You can bring it up whatever weapon by holding down the yellow button. Why? Why? If you want to, and you can pick up your, uh, your weapons that way. Mm -hmm. But I've got like four different weapons I want to use at one time. If, if you're in the heat of the battle, you don't want to just stop and then hold down the Y button yeah. to, to pick your weapon. I think that they could have put a hot tab in there. That would have been a bit more fluid. Like, Yeah, I, for me, and I, I've read a little bit on, on the forums and stuff, it's, it's kind of having a left trigger being stick to things is a little bit odd because naturally mm. you you want the left trigger to be you know the zoom in like on on yeah. the gun yeah like you know uh, iron sights yeah but I don't know yeah I'm kind of getting used to it as well but, but, it's, but it's, it's a little bit it's a little bit different there are other times when you you, you crouch and uh, pressed up against something you're crawling past a guard mm. and say you want to change to the other side mm -hmm. you, you only have to tap to the right or up and the guy sticks his head up. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah sure. It's just a bit clumsy in that in that respect. Like mm. uh, they should have thought about that a bit better. What I find myself doing, and keep in mind, I'm still in quite you know quite early stages of the game. Yeah. Um, a couple of hours <coughs> in, I, I find myself making them spot me and then going just inside a doorway, and when they come through, using the melee hit, whacking them. Yeah, because I don't know. I, I guess I've lost patience with with a lot of this stuff and. I, I don't want to spend 25 minutes analysing where they're walking and all that type of jam. Oh, so am I getting a bit of negative feelings from you about this game? Well, let me let me explain my experience that I had with you. I When I started playing it, yeah, I was waiting for the big wow. Mm. And I think this is something that I do, and I'm not sure whether I, I, I make my expectations too high, but I was waiting for the big wow, and... Um, the way it opens is quite linear. You don't have much choice. There's a certain degree of things that you have to do. And also, you know, there's some complex mechanics that you have to get your head around. And there's the different buttons and stuff. So I did find my first hour or so quite clumsy. Yeah. Um, at the point I'm at now, things have opened up. And, I've, I've you know, I'm actually outside of the building. I, I can choose where I want to go. Mm. And I, I've been having to wander around and stuff like that. And at the moment... I'm finding it a lot more gripping now that I've got the opportunity to just do my own things, you know, just wander around and stuff because I'm that type of guy, you know, I'm, I, you know, I've got an S rank. I've got all the achievements on Fallout 3. Yeah. I, I, I just like, I just like picking a corner of the compass and then go in there. Oh, well, you know, the compass, compass is not square. So the corner is probably <laughs> terminology, but picking the a map. point on a compass and just walking in that direction and seeing what happens and you know this game's not that open as no. far as i've seen but i'm at a point now where i'm able to just start choosing things and no. one of the things that i like about the game and i don't know maybe this is a little bit too heavy-handed is this idea of transhumanism you know whether or not the application of of electronic and you know augmentation has you know any ramification on on religion and and you know, humanity and philosophy and and then you know there's two schools of thought and people a is saying it's my body i can do what i want and people b is saying you know that's abhorrent and at a certain point you know it's out of fear that they're doing it it's like at a certain point you'll get so much better than us that we you know we'll be the weaker species the inferior species mm. And I do, I find that kind of stuff right, really interesting, actually, just you know that whole philosophy. So I've, I've been walking around and um, right, just talking to people and listening to conversations and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think one of the big wins that I've had with this game so far, like I said, is I've really started to enjoy it once it's opened up a little bit. And I went into the factory, which is your first mission. Yeah. And I, I let that guy go. Yeah, so did I. And when, I, when I've got out now, Everyone I speak to is kind of like, well, you're a bastard. Yeah. Like, why like, why'd you let him go? Because the police make a big thing out of being held back while you go in and do the dirty work. And then you go in and to their view, to their perspective, you don't do the dirty work because you let him go. Yeah. I mean, you made a choice at the time because he had a hostage, but they don't know that. But you, little spoiler, you get to spit, if you save him, you get to... He gets to help you out a little bit later on. <laughs> okay, but I, you know, one of the things that I like about these games is that I actually, at that point, I wanted to go back and, yeah. and do it differently, and and I, I think that's quite a good sign for me with a game is when I actually want to, I want to go back and redo it again in a slightly different way. Yeah, re replay value in it. That, that yeah, just for sure. Because you because with this time round when I've gone through it, I'll tell you something that's quite funny now. I, I managed to get 
about six hours into the game and without killing a single soul. Mm-hmm. I managed to either knock them out or evade them. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I got into the sewer in one of the later levels and there was like a hobo guy with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically uh, enough. Ironically enough. So I thought, right, fair enough. I'm not going to kill the guy because I want because there's an achievement I must point out as well. That if yeah. you get to the whole game, you're 100G. I was going to say there's an achievement attached to that, excluding the bosses. Excluding the bosses, yeah. So I thought, right, I'll uh, I'll just get past this guy easy enough. Just wait for him to turn his back. Whack. Well, next to him there was like a an electric electrified like uh, river, if you like, going yeah. through the middle of the sewers. Yeah. So I punched this guy, and he drops and rolls over and into the bloody water. Then he died. Oh no! After, after six hours of not killing anyone, I kill a hobo. So after that, I thought, sod it, I'm just going to go around killing everyone now. The thing is, though, in another, you know, another what you might consider an exploit, Kirk, is that you can save wherever you want. So you could have just gone back to your last save and done that again if you wanted That's to. Something I didn't do because I hadn't saved it for about an hour. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But the thing is, I don't know whether it says on the achievement list, do not kill anyone by your own hand. I didn't kill him. He, he rolled into the water. It's not my hand that rolled him in. <laughs> yeah, but then, then, then you went and killed about 50 people, didn't you? So. I did after that, yeah. So I thought, yeah, I'll be a bit more mm. careful if I play it again. Okay. Um, tell me what you think about the character designs. The character designs? Yeah. What, and like the graphics or the way just, they just, are? Yeah, the way they're kitted out, the outfit, the way they've chosen to represent. Because this is a cyberpunk environment, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, it's you know, science fiction... Um, technology hacking that type of stuff and they, they call that cyberpunk so you know the the augmentations the you know the glasses like the matrix on the main guy and stuff i mean it looks cool as hell doesn't it like the guy's arms they look like uh, carbon fiber arms with like wires and stuff they do all sorts of different things don't they like have you seen it when you get a kill you manage one of the kill takedowns he grabs hold of their head and sort of spins him so his neck breaks because his arm can do like a 360 degrees turn turn on his yeah which is pretty cool just things like that. i think it's really well made because i've gone to a lot of t- uh, it's like a lot of attention to detail on um on the technology aspect even like the guards that they're beautifully rendered and even the guards look better than the guys some t- the adam jensen yeah look like ninjas towards the end of the game okay they they make a lot of jokes about his his clothing his trench coat as well which yeah. i which i did like yeah it's cool mm. I also noticed before as well, I was playing it shortly, not so long ago, was um, later on, another little spoiler, they actually turn invisible, like you. Okay, well no, I don't, yeah, we we see that early on with that woman. No, yeah, but the, the guards, if, if they get, if they if you set the alarms off, they, they're just gone, <laughs> and you don't know where they're going to be, it's, it's quite cool. I'm sure there's some upgrade which can uh, which can weaken that if not eliminate it. Yeah, well, I've I've managed to upgrade my uh, to turn invisible, but it doesn't only lasts for about five seconds. So there's no point in wasting two points on that. Well, you know, five seconds can be can be very important in the right place and time. I suppose you're right. Mm. The tutorials are interesting. I haven't tried them. You see, so you you literally get an on-screen video of, of what you need to do like just played back for you oh cool yeah although Are i have not... looked i have looked for them like to, to, to watch them again because i'm having some problems with a hacking to be honest uh, um, i told you they were difficult didn't i yeah i'm, I'm see the, the problem is i'm not 
entirely sure in which order you're supposed to do what you need to do. But after like 20 or 30 hacks later, it's, just, it's simple. It's quite easy. Okay, so it becomes second nature. It does. It's really easy. Mm. I did notice a poster for Final Fantasy 27. Oh, I didn't notice that. Did you see that? Yeah. Was it? It's in um, it's in the office of that uh, that IT guy who doesn't like you. I think he's got a ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. In his office, he's got he's got a poster for Final Fantasy 27. Francis, is it something like that? His name was. I don't think it's Francis. I'm sure it is. Okay, maybe it is. I don't know. I was about to suggest that I look it on Wikipedia, but I'd probably, I don't even yeah, bother because you always I'd, prove me wrong. No, I'd, I'd probably just spoil myself rotten, wouldn't I? <laughs> so they made another interesting design choice as well, like um, with CG cutscenes. Yeah, that's not something you see much these days. No. Normally it's all in game, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think it, of the quality of the cutscenes? It just reminds me of Metal Gear Solid that bit. You know, like you'd be as soon as you walk through the door, it cuts into a cut screen, it's cut screen, and this big bottle come onto the screen, and then it just drops you straight back into the action again. Mm. I mean, the boss, the bosses were a bit tedious. Yeah, I ha- I haven't got to any yet, but I do hear the bosses are um a little bit more challenging in a bad they way than, than you might. In a bad way, because the control system d- lets it down because it's mostly the controls are designed for the stealth mm-hmm. aspect of the game. So when you've got someone chasing you around the map, mm-hmm. constantly firing at you, it doesn't give you much chance to to, to evade him. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So that I think that's a bit of a negative point of the part of it. Um, while we're talking about negatives, mm. lip syncing. You don't like does, does that grind on you? Does it, Deckard? I'm not particularly bothered by it. Like I, I've never been particularly bothered by lip syncing, but it is like watching a Hong Kong movie. Yeah. I haven't noticed. <laughs> really? Probably because I'm reading the subtitle. Yeah, that's probably yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, because I, I was really curious what you think, but or what you thought, because you've come from reasonably recently, you've come from um, L.A. Noir, yeah, which has got you know the premiere facial animation of of this generation, yeah. But no, it, it didn't didn't jar you, didn't jump out. No, not really, because that's one of the other things I noticed as well. Because when you watch the trailer on the TV or any trailer, you, you kind of think, wow, look at the graphics on that, and then. Yeah. The in-game graphics, you know, especially the the main character Adam Jensen's face when 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 it's in conversation with someone, it does it doesn't look that well. If you know what I mean, it looks kind of early 360 title. But that's, then, that's a little bit harsh, Kurt. It does. It, if you you know when you turn it on again and play it, just yeah. keep that in mind. And then once you get into the the open environment around the city, now the graphics look amazing. But when there's little Cut, when there's only like um, one one on one conversations, they don't look that good <laughs> to me. Anyway, the graphics, but maybe it's just me. I don't know. I think one of the things that jumped out at me, and this this was exactly the same with Mass Effect Two, actually, is if you're going to have lots and lots of dialogue and lots a lot of interaction on a screen between two people, you need to be able to see their eyes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it was worse in Mass Effect 2 because you could wear dragon armor, which came from um, Dragon Age. Yeah. And it just completely covered up Shepard's face. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if I can't see any expressions on his face, what, like, what, what, what's the point? Like, what, what am I doing here? 
<laughs> and, you know, with Jensen, he's got these little glasses over his eyes, and you know, yeah, the eyes are the windows to the soul, aren't they? So, so they say. Yeah, I, I don't know. One of those things, I guess. What's, what's been your best moment so far? Best moment, um, probably getting through an entire level without getting detected. It's quite a good. Um, it's very difficult to do, but it is achievable. If you just look for the air vents, I just found myself in the air vents for the most of the game, like. But it, it rewards you for um, not getting um, detected or not setting any alarms off. It gives you more points towards upgrading. So yeah, that's good. That's they, they try and reward you in that way. Or you could just do what. That's what I like about it. you could. Because now that I've killed someone, I thought there's no point in me being as stealth. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the guy's in my way and it's going to take too much time to go around, I'll just kill him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, now that the achievement's out the window, I may as well just play it however I want, which is another good part of the game. You can do it however you want. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple options, aren't there, there is, for, for each environment? Mm. There is indeed. That's what I like probably most about it. Just just the aspect that you can do whatever you want, really. So will, will you go back and play it again, do you think? I'm more or less... I, I'd say as towards the end of the game, I think. I, wouldn't, I know when I said seven hours, I've probably been on it a bit longer than that now. Mm. Because um, I, I might be wrong. Apparently it's a huge game. But I, it looks like it's on its towards the end of the, the game now, I think. So the main quest type thing, because, you know, they, they, they suggest that there's, you know, 50, 60 hours in, in, in content if you do all of the side quests and all that type of yeah. stuff that you can do. Yeah. Well, I've done I've done every one that I've come across anyway, all the mm. side quests, which but, is cool. So what, what's, what's your, like... Um, I think my favourite moment so far is, um, I guess, being elevated in the factory, you know, up on the upper levels of the of the factory and using the tranquilizer gun to knock people out and then as people come to find out why that person's knocked out just knocking them out as well like i thought just... the tranquilizer gun was a bit broken did you miss with the first few shots yeah i did yeah there's something wrong with the scope on that because I, no, I it, literally... it tells you it says you need to judge it so that oh i read the i read the i read that you know each weapon's got a little thing like a right. little uh yeah. like a little uh, explanation mm-hmm. so you, you need to aim over Right, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, you need to aim over because I missed the first couple of times as well. But if you look at the scope on a tranquilizer rifle, it's got like a little yellow half circle about two inches underneath yeah. the main, like the main dot, and right. that's that's where you need to aim is for that yellow under circle. Yeah, well, I kept giving me my position away because <laughs> I kept on missing. I thought, oh, I'll sod this, I'll just uh, take them down, mm. LA style, like. But... Yeah, so I, I was just taken down. Like four or five people, like each one would come to find out why there was a bunch of bodies lying on the floor. <laughs> it was a lot like Metal Gear Solid there, I think. Yeah, I, I was talking to my friend about it earlier, and he he suggests that once you start getting, well, you tell me then. Once you start getting into into later levels, it becomes a lot more complex than just line of sight. It is definitely because you, you you're constantly crawling because it's not only the sight that they'll actually hear your footsteps mm. if you run mm-hmm. or if you pick up or knock something. Mm-hmm. So um. But it's augmentations well, that you have, which can also feedback yeah. on them. Well, I, I kind of just used all my augmentation uh, points on hacking, so I can it's, it'll open the door to get around the obstacle, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But I haven't really used them for, um, like assault, you know, 
there's, there's you can go invisible. There's loads of different ones you can use. But um, it does. It's a lot like Metal Gear Solid. You know when they get the alarm. Yeah. And then they'll come. You just have to leg it. Get out of there. Yeah, but they'll they'll go to the the same spot where they they thought they'd see something and then circle around, which I saw before, which is quite clever. They were looking underneath the the desks. Okay. They started like bending down and looking under the desks. I thought, wow, that's quite cool AI. You weren't under a desk, were you? No, I wasn't. I was laughing the other side of the room, just (laughs) giggling to myself. He thinks I'm under the desk. Were you doing that (laughs) thing, like doing Left 4 Dead, standing in the fucking plant pot? Oh yeah, I haven't found a plant pot yet. I might try that. Try that. That that is guaranteed to win. <laughs> I do that on Gears Two as well, you know. Oh gosh. There's a What's little up spot. with you in plant pots? There's a there's a part on Gears Two on Avalanche. You go up the steps and there's like a a bush at the top of the steps, and I'm waiting there with my shotgun. <laughs> waiting for these guys to run. Waiting at the bush at the top of the steps with your shotgun. What I'm are you like... des- What are you describing here? <laughs> Just uh, stealth, mate. You got it's got to be done. Girls love a bit of stealth, mate, now and again. So, and the same on uh, No Mercy, wasn't it, mate? We both used to hide. I've uh... never hidden in my life. Yes, you have. I've been, uh, well, apart from the blue room. The red room? The blue room? The red room. The bus stop. Left for Dead. No Mercy. Ah, yeah, you're always in there, you. Yeah, mate, I fucking love it. <laughs> They've got a hostess and everything. <laughs> you're nutter. <laughs> so... Any, any, uh, any final thoughts on Deus Ex, Kirk? Um, I'm hoping they're going to bring some DLC out. Oh, for there'll, it. Be, there'll be lots of DLC for that, mate. I guarantee it. Because I'm at the point now where I've, because I've managed. Well, it's a bit sad, really. I've played it since Friday, and it's now Sunday. I feel as if I've caned it too much. Yeah. And it just seems like I've gone through it too quickly. Yeah. There's a bit of, that happened to me with Fable Three as well, and I, I had to get rid of it. Well, a, you had to get rid of Fable Three anyway. Yeah. State of that game. But um, this one, I, I'm just ho- going to hang on to it and wait for the DLC, I think. I think so. It should be forthcoming, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think so too, because I think it'd be a lot like Mass Effect, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, Mass Effect had quite a lot of DLC, actually. They did, yeah. Questionable um, quality, but, you know. Mm. So, what's your final thoughts on uh, Deus? My final thoughts on. You can ask me to say it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My final I'm thoughts on what? Desex, human okay. revolution. Who, humans revolve. <laughs> I'm, I'm really getting into it now, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to take my time with it actually. Good. So I'm going to have to do that old thing, like do- dodging and diving on the forums, avoiding spoilers and, and that type of stuff. But definitely, mate, definitely get your Turtle Beach headset on and turn the. Oh, good. my batteries run out. Ah no. So I need to get some more AAAs because. It's horrible. Of all the games for your, you know, your very high quality, expensive Turtle Beach headphones, wireless, no less, to run out is is on Deus Ex. I think you need them. It makes the experience a lot better. You need it. You need it in your life. Definitely. Okay. Are we done with Deus Ex for the time being? We are indeed. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> A game I've been playing, Kirk. Is uh, Alice. What? Magnus returns. Alice, Alice, who the fuck is Alice? (laughs) And this game is very much like that. But um, tell me what you know about Alice, without referencing PlayStation 1 games, if at all possible. Okay, mate. Um, To me, it just looks like a hack and slash cross-platformer. Am I correct in saying that? Well, you make that sound like a pejorative. You make that sound like a negative. Well, 
doesn't look very um, groundbreaking, does it, mate? Does it have to be? Um, I suppose it doesn't. But I can't. I can't say it looks like. Am I allowed to say? <laughs> Tell me what you think it looks like, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll then we'll then we'll have a conversation about our friendship. It reminds me of that of that old game on the PlayStation One. Is it Pandemonium? I don't even know what that is. Tell, I do. I want you to describe this game to me. You must have seen that in the day, man. It's it's like a, a jester jumping around on mushrooms and things. Oh Jesus Christ! That does sound like a fair representation of what's actually going on here. To be, to be completely honest, just a jumping on mushrooms. <laughs> so Alice Madness Returns is is a sequel to Alice, and like you say, ultimately it is a platform game. Um, there's kind of two aspects to it. You've got the platformy exploration stuff, and you've also got the uh, the combat orientated stuff. Now the bulk of the game is platformy. So Alice, the character. When she's in the Wonderland, can jump three times, so she can do a triple jump. So do you know, like in Castlevania, you can do a double jump. Or yeah. In Sonic, you can do a jump, double jump. Explosion Man. It, like Explosion Man, you can do a double jump. So in in Alice, Madness Returns, you can do a triple jump. And what you can also do is, if you hold down the button, you float through the air. So the bulk of the game is built around these kind of platform obstacles and puzzles and things of that nature. Um, in addition to being able to do the triple jump, you can hold down the left bumper and you can shrink because, you know, that's one of the things that Alice does in the books. Yeah. And when you shrink, it's like going into Batman detective vision. You can see things which you couldn't see when you were fully grown Alice. Right. So the way that this plays out is that you can see, for example, it's, al- it's always like violet. Like it's like UV rays, ultraviolet. Mm. You can see arrows pointing to secret paths. You can get through little small keyholes which lead to treasure and loot and stuff like that. But more importantly, and, and, and what speaks to the core of the game, is you can see platforms when you shrink. Now, when you shrink, you can see them. And when you let go of the shrink button they slowly start to fade. So you get a couple of seconds where you right. can still see them, where, you, where you're big and you can jump. And a lot of these platforms are moving. So you have to find yourself in a position where you shrink, see where it is, see what speed it's moving at. And then when you get big again, when you let go of the button, you try and make a judgment about oh. where, where you think that platform's going to be. I can see that being a controller-throwing game. It's not been too bad, but then, you know... FPS is is not my germ. I'm not I'm not excellent in FPS, but platforms, platform games, platform games I'm pretty good at. So I've not really had too much of a problem with it. So most of the game is is based around that premise. So you're jumping around looking for hidden platforms. The you know, they've got the time doors and stuff like that where you you know, you hit a switch and you have to get somewhere by a certain amount of time, etc., etc., etc. So you know, it is kind of like, you know, Super Mario 64. 64? 64? <laughs> I need a horse. <laughs> Where is my steed? Mate, imagine Mario said that. <laughs> Mario, sixty Thor, sixty Thors, sixty horses, the hammer of Cthulhu. Cthulhu. So, so what it's called? Where? Well, oh, I don't know. Probably. Yes, what? it is. Yes, Kirkus, it is. And it cool. resides in Wales. <laughs> Second aspect is, is, is the combat stuff, and like you say, this is very God of Warry. This is very Devil May Cry. Um, you've got a dodge button, and they've ripped this straight out of Bayonetta. So if you hit the right trigger, um, you turn into butterflies, 
and you right. you dodge the enemy. And if you if you're if you're just about to get hit and you dodge, it kind of goes into slow motion, just like Bayonetta did. Bayonetta style. Yeah, and then you get the opportunity to fuck these people up. Um, with a teapot. Yeah, with a teapot. So you've got a knife, the warpool knife. That's your main blade. Um, that's your main weapon actually, and that's a melee weapon. You also have a hobby horse. Which is like one of those, you know, pretend horses with a stick coming out of its head <laughs> that that Victorian kid would would jog around with. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's a, like a hammering weapon. And then you've got a teapot and a pepper grinder, which are long range weapons. Okay. So, <laughs> dudes, I don't know. I'm just I'm just telling you this shit. I don't know what any of it means. The pepper grinder shoots like a machine gun, like go 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 go, and the teapot boils. So it goes. Teapots don't. Make that noise. <laughs> teapots don't make that noise, but um, <laughs> you see all steam coming out of it, and then you can shoot a big, a big whoop <laughs> of of spunky tea, and that that kills quite a lot of enemies. Can you do the teapot sound again? That would be. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I might just buy this game just so I can hear the teapot. Oh mate! So those are those are the two aspects, and the game plays out in two different areas. So um, the game plays out in Wonderland, where you have your full range of abilities, and you've got knives and teapots and, and pepper grinders, and you can jump and you can triple jump. And the game also plays out in 19th century London, where oh. you actually play the girl, Alice Liddell. And, you know, Wonderland is Alice Liddell's broken mind trying to make sense of itself. And, like, the London stuff is is pretty deep, mate. It's it's pretty fucking deep. You're you're in like a foster home, and you've got like ten year old kids going, ah, she's an orphan. She ain't worth shit. Doctor's wasting his time on her. <laughs> and it's all kind of little Cockney kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like running around, and you like you when you go outside and explore the environment, it's pretty linear, but you do get to see some interesting stuff. Like you see the first underground London underground station getting built. Cool. And Alice is like going to herself. One day, maybe I'll ride under the ground. Like. Yeah, so there's some nice little touches in that way. Like there's, there's some nice little touches, yeah. And as as the game progresses, I'm about halfway through now. The Wonderland stuff starts to starts to inflict itself on real London. Yeah. So you'll be walking down a London street, and then ten seconds later, it's it's like you know the depths of hell, and there's fire and flames and and tentacles and all this kind of stuff everywhere. Is it quite similar to the like the, the original? book or is it no 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 chance mate no so, this is so there's is... no like queen of hearts or anything like that oh, or... there, is, there are some of the main characters but the, the actual theme is is considerably different and i mean i've probably spoken too long without talking about the main selling point of the game and the main selling point of this game is the art direction the art style some yeah. of the wonderland stuff looks absolutely incredible like you know some some of the designs of the characters and and the way that they've rendered the world like the water and there's abstract dominoes in the sky and the plants and like you say the mushrooms it's it's, it's absolutely spectacular and all of the cutscenes play out in this kind of 2d paper style like so it's like individual bits of paper like paper mario do you know that's kind of 2d yeah. style but it's like very 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 beautifully animated and I'm, I'm having a really really good time with the game like cool. excellent time on the downside the game's too long it's, it's really really too long um each environment by about half or three quarters of, of the time i spent in that environment i was like okay i've, I've seen what you're doing here I've, I, I see what you've got to offer and i've uh, had enough 
Yeah, I've had it like, let, can we move on to something else? Yeah. And, you know, I guess this is a staple, this is staple insult or, you know, critique of any 3D platform game. Yeah. The, the camera can be very annoying. So you know, it's like... when, you're, when you're trying to make particular jumps, like sometimes, like Resident Evil, it goes from moving to fixed. Yeah. And then when it goes from moving to fixed, it changes. So you'll be pressing forward and you'll be walking forward and all of a sudden you'll be walking up. Yeah, walking back as well. Yeah, and then you fall off something and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, was that really necessary? Uh, yeah, that's not good. But the checkpoint is excellent. So you, you literally, you'll never be more than about 10 seconds oh, so back, it's not back too, from where you actually yeah. were. So yeah, that, that's really cool. Doesn't punish you too much, though. No, it's, it's very, very generous, the checkpointing system, actually. I've sure. beaten many, many a teapot with my, with my hobby horse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, apparently the the old the book was based because apparently he used to spend a lot of time caroling opium dens and things, wasn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's where he got his uh, twisted ways. Mm, I I have read them books. They are pretty interesting. Well, apparently, well, this is supposed to be true. When he used to go on holiday when he was a kid, he used to go to a town about three miles up the road from me, and that's where he got his inspiration for Alice in Wonderland. Oh, Jesus. He's been in your house and he's got his inspiration. No, not in my house, you div. Because mm. <laughs> there's a town at the road, sea- seaside town, yeah. where he used to come on holiday when he was a kid. Okay. And it's full of uh, rabbit holes and it's, it's just... Apparently that's where he got his inspiration from. Oh, and crazy. obviously the town's using that as a tourist attraction. So there's Alice in Wonderland statues everywhere. Oh, you, you can imagine, mate. I can completely imagine. Honestly. You know, the, the Mad Hatter and, and the Rabbit. Yeah, they've got... Late they've got... some, late some, late <laughs> They've got like a little... Um, I don't know if it's still there. I went when I was a kid. It's like this little um, Alice in Wonderland um, adventure thing. It's like in the basement of this shop. You go in there and it's sort of... It's like a little... You know, like in a theme park, you have to walk around it. Uh-huh. You've, got, you've got all these badly made waxworks and things and oh, you've got, no. as if you shrunk everything's big and that <laughs> oh my god that sounds like a mess I don't think it's there anymore yeah hopefully someone burnt it to the ground because <laughs> that sounded like that shop owner was just trying to get children in there to be honest <laughs> um, just a couple of last thoughts on that then I, I did make some notes which is uh, which is quite sad but there was some stuff about this game which jumped out um, so Alice the character herself very very beautifully animated she's got some of the best hair I've ever seen, mate. Like when she's jumping around and the way it's floating and stuff. I know that sounds like an incredibly effeminate thing to say, but what can you do? Are you jealous of the long flowing? Oh, you little shit. She's got nothing like the island. (laughs) Although if you go really close up, she does have lots of bald patches because of the way the hair is patched into her head, which is... Uh... Now, when you get down to one rose of health, because your health is measured in roses... You get the opportunity to go into hysteria mode. Um, and when you go into hysteria mode, the screen, the colors on the screen completely invert and go completely opposite. And Alice has all this blood coming out of her eyes, but everything's kind of just black and white. And her hair is flying into the air like there's wind blowing on her. And she's like, she's, she's waving her hands around. A bit like the witch on Left 4 Dead. A bit like the witch on Left 4 Dead. And... The, mate, the only way... Imagine... Let's listen to this. Check this out. Imagine you took a grand off your missus, yeah? Mm. And you went to book the, the yearly holiday. Yeah. Yeah? So you went down the I street and you saw a bit of a deal on a PC. And you came home 
And she said, where are you going? And he said, we're going to the land of imagination. <laughs> and she went, what? And you went, I saw this amazing deal on this PC and I bought it. Imagine what she did next. That's kind of what Alice does when she goes into her stair. <laughs> Just her claw hands come out. She starts going, <laughs> and then her head flying into the sky. Sounds ace. Mm. The music deserves a special shout out as well, but I think we've probably talked long enough about this particular game. It's, it seems like a very dark game. Am I right in saying? Dark? Yeah, mate, the, the entire game is a tug of war between Alice's broken mind and what she wants her fixed mind to do. Like that's that's the entire game is like just her trying to make sense of of her parents' death because her parents burnt and her sister burnt to death in a house, mm. and um, she thinks she was responsible. And the way the game tells a story, you can tell she's not. And it's some very suspicious characters, include her psychiatrist, her nanny, um, her maid, her lawyer. Like, there's some very, very suspicious looking people because she comes from money. So yeah. you get the idea that um, shit went down and someone, like, put it on her. And she spent 10 years in, in a, a same asylum trying to figure out what's what. Crazy. But I definitely, mate, give it a rent, if nothing else. It's definitely worth a go. I might just do that, mate. It comes with my recommendation, although that doesn't... Mind you, uh, yeah, I've had yeah, your recommendation. That, that doesn't mean enough to you. Uh, there's a point in the game where DP does occur. Okay. All right. <laughs> Carry on. All right, but we'll move on. I'm, I'm done. You done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Is there anything else you want to mention in the games? Hang on. Well, the only other thing I've really been playing is is my old uh, is my old staple, Plants vs Zombies. Oh, you're not still playing that game. I'm still playing that, mate. I've got a little greenhouse now, which I'm growing plants. <laughs> it's really addictive to just keep feeding your plants and keep giving them like they keep giving you money because I want to unlock all, everything in the game. Mm. Mm. But yeah, but that's that, those. So those two, I've been back on the Xbox, back on the big boy games. Deus Ex and Alice, those are the two things I've really been playing. Did consider buying Toy Soldiers Cold War, but I just haven't got it in me at the moment. No. i got more than enough game time in Deus Ex and Alice, so... Definitely, mate. Yeah. When's, when's the next big year? When's uh, Dead Island, Alice? That's early September, isn't it? Yeah, it's out in a couple of weeks. Though. Yeah, between the 6th and the 9th of September. That's Another game actually... which is also out on the 9th of September is um, El Shaddai, Ascension oh, of Metatron. Japanese thing. Yeah, which is from the publishers of Deadly Premonition. Oh man, it's getting good reviews, mate. I, I I can recommend looking it up on Metacritic. It's actually doing the do. Oh, mate, it's doing the do. I'll believe it when I see it. You can look now. There's people saying that Deadly Premonition was good, mate. There's it's actually people saying Deadly Premonition was the most interesting game of this generation. That's what they're saying. Yeah, people like yourself. No, no, no. Not just me. Not just <laughs> because you can't take my opinion at face value because you know I'm an authority figure. <laughs> you know and I wouldn't want you to be blinded by the weight of my word and the shine of your forehead yeah well <laughs> the, the shine of my light <laughs> my From name like, is ringing out mate island games <laughs> island games <laughs> if I ever if I ever create a publishing house that will be it that has to be it mate so what else have you been playing um I've been playing something else I'm sure I have I've been playing them. Um, uh, no, I haven't. 
Okay. I thought I was going to say something new then, but I haven't been playing anything new. I've just been hooked on the Battlefield Vietnam. Mate, I, I'm never, ever too tired to talk about Battlefield Vietnam. <laughs> I'm well into that again. Hill 137. Yes. Hamburg. Or is it? Yeah, it's more aptly known, Hamburger Hill. Ace. Because that's what happened to the flesh there. Do you, do you know what I find funny the most? Oh, sorry. Funny the most? Funny the most? Okay. Most funny? Most funny? There's, 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 did I say this on last, last week's podcast? Tell me. Where, I'll uh, tell you. Tell me and I'll help you. You know the engineer who's got the um, the landmines? Uh-huh. Well, there's a, there's a part in Vietnam, there's a map where they have to go, when, you, when they've controlled one of the base and it moves back, doesn't it? Yeah. On rush. That's right. Well, there's one part of it where there's there's two ways to get in, and both ways you have to cross a river to get in there by tank. Okay. So I go there and drop about five landmines under the water, and then I go run up the hill and sit in a bush and wait. <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh out loud. Oh, I, I, wish, I wish that was the first time you'd ever said that. I'm there giggling to myself as I see them coming over the hill. And <laughs> and <stuff>. I guess. <laughs> you'd think they'd learn, wouldn't you? Boom! <laughs> There's there's a couple of yeah there's a couple of bottlenecks in in that game generally where you can just you can just oh. put it just under the water and and just go and sit in a bush or in a building there's as the case may be if you're civilized unlike yourself but there's nothing more satisfying than seeing the tank come over the hills guns blazing thinking he's a dog's danglers oh, <laughs> boom boom headshot you kill two people headshot double kill Oh. <laughs> Don't you think that game would be better for the Unreal Tournament announcer? Better for the Unreal Tournament? Announcer. What, what? I haven't heard about this one. You played Unreal Tournament, the announcer. Oh, yeah. The, Deck like, of 49 is dominated. Yeah. Quad kill. Never, he's Quad never said kill. that anyway, has he? Well, he doesn't say individual gamer tags, so no, he hasn't said that. But no. Blue team, flag captured. Still not as good as a uh, dungeon keeper. Oh, you're you're you before my time here, mate. Oh, mate, where were you? You're older than me. I skipped a couple of generations, actually. I skipped a few generations of games. Well, this was out for the um, Amiga. Oh, oh fucking hell, mate! I was out stealing foods, mate. When <laughs> that happened. Oh, it was it's like those Victorian paupers. I wonder if it's on YouTube. I bet it will be. Because I'm sure it was a cult classic. Did you just say, I wonder if it's on YouTube? It will be on YouTube. What isn't on YouTube? Your minions are hungry. Build up a bigger hatchery. <laughs> I say that at work. <laughs> <laughs> the lord of the land approaches. Mm. Beware, it's ace. Okay, I think we need to bless these people with some news. You haven't been recording this, have you? Of course I have. Ah, you fool. <laughs> We're talking about our game. I thought you. I thought this was just idle chit chat. No, no, no. Well, we're um, fucking talking about Alice. Oh, sugar. News. <laughs> do it. News. News. What do you want to start off on on this on our news? Well, we need to start off with our intermission music because this okay. is how we break up our segments here, young man. Oh. I thought you'd understand the format by now. Well, I'm not really with it, am I, mate? Okay. All right, we're going to play some intermission music, and then, well, this is going to be the outtakes now, but, and then we'll be back with our news. News! News!
express the same things, but with different words. We acknowledge the same curve, and those might have hers. It's like the last line you draw to remind a pastime. A fast minded feeling of freedom, please you be recognized. And I can hear your doctors calling from here to say. That's a big yawn. God, I feel like I'm falling asleep. I can't believe I lost the um, I lost that other bunch of fucking intro. That was really, really cool. <laughs> what does DRM stand for again? Digital Rights Management. That's right. Mm. So um, and that's the same bollocks as with the to play it online, like. Yeah, that's, that's that's the same thing from last time. Do you remember? Yeah. So they made that big fuss about on dust, and now they've uh, they've just they've got rid of it. I'm not liking the um, the way you're talking about Des X here, man. Well, you better you better get ready. You better get your fucking game on. We'll do that. We'll do that first, then. Do you want to? Do you want to just get into that first? All right then. Because I want to talk about Alice as well. Again? Oh, I've, I haven't talked about it before, have I? I'm sure you have. No, I haven't. You love that, Alice. All right. Do you want to do the introduction today? Um. Um, I gotta think of something to say. You, you probably, you do it. Okay, all that's right. your. You, you like that kind of thing, one. <laughs> you make me sound like a fucking cunt. <laughs> um, all right. Let me have a little think about about what what we boot it off with. All right. Are you ready to talk about from Dest? Fr- from where? From Dest. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about from Dest, mate? Okay. Let's talk about from Dust. Okay. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Let's go. <laughs> and welcome back. This is our news section, and our first piece of news is. It's, uh, it's about from dust again. From dust. That yeah. title we spent quite a long time talking about last week. Yeah. The, Detailing the. the uh... Actually, let's do that again because we kept talking over each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, carry on <laughs> and welcome back this is our news section and today's piece of news news this news news okay three you start again yeah welcome back this is our news section somewhat slimmer than it normally is today and our first piece of news is it's about that old game we were play, uh, talking about last week which is from dust and the uh crappy drm again the saga of the drm i'm just trying to think of something clever that drm could stand for it's not digital rights management can you help me out here um oh you put me on the spot mate i don't know <sighs> no. i'm struggling here can you can you hear my head go no stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, had, I've had a little bit too much to drink don't <laughs> ruin monkeys okay, okay that's rule number one don't ruin monkeys that is <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely getting cut oh, um right <laughs> welcome back this is news no let's not do that <laughs> <laughs> God, what's going on with the news section mate <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce a new section, please. Okay. If you do three, two, one, now. No. <laughs> Welcome back. Three, 
two, two, one, and welcome back. This is our news section, and today we're going to start off with, um, well, do you want to let us... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've got so many outtakes. Oh, shit. Uh, so much outtakeage. <laughs> okay. oh. You can go again whenever Don't you're ready. Don't monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin them, man. All they want is bananas. Jesus. Do that thing. Don't give them chocolates. You're ruining them. Don't do that thing that you want to do. Oh, man. Okay. All right. I think I'm I'm good to go now. Composure. Three. Yeah? Yeah. You're you're, you're leading again. Right. Do you want me to start, start off again, yeah? Yep. Three, two, one. Welcome back, and this is our news section. And uh, we're going to start off talking about um, From Dust and its uh, DRM problem. What does DRM stand for, Kirk? It's uh, Don't Ruin Monkeys. Yeah, I believe that is exactly what it's going to do. Yeah. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing so well. Oh, gosh. What other news can we start off with, man? Like, was there something wrong with this? Um, I've not really got much on this fucking agenda here, man. We can just say how crap DRM is and how the backlash and... All right. You ready? Backtracking. Cool. Three, two, one. Welcome back to our news section. Our first item of news is a follow-up from last week. And it's a little something about DRM. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it, Kirk? Yeah, it's about... um, Because we obviously mentioned From Dust and it's DRM. From Dust, not a bad game. No, it's not a bad bad game. But it's it's the stupid uh, DRM they introduced on the PC version, which made it a bit bit crappy like where you can only play it online if you remember what we were talking about last week and it was a little bit of a controversy last week i believe because what they actually said was in the first instance that it wasn't going to have a required online connectivity and then they sort of stepped back a couple of times and said well well you need to be online when you start each session obviously but after that you can go offline if you want to and the internet sort of rose like a tidal wave ironically enough and landed on Ubisoft which caused them to backtrack a little bit didn't it mate backtrack a little bit more so they've gone from completely full online connectivity to oh oh no not that one you need to be online when you start your session to DRM doesn't that stand for do do not ruin monkeys yes Yes, yes, it does. So that's kind of where they are now. So to Ubisoft at this point in time, DRM is don't ruin monkeys and has nothing whatsoever to do with digital rights management around their From Dust game. So they've more or less said, right, we've dropped the bollock, so we're going to just retract and say, sorry. Mate, this, is, this is such a clangor. That's what they should have done. This is such an absolute clangor. This is, this is your casebook example of how not to launch a game. Yeah. Because I think this is going to be used now as an example. Every time they try and introduce DRM, Don't Ruin Monkeys, to any PC format, they're just going to say, ah, From Dust. Yeah, do you remember From Dust? Yeah, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the old From Dust Syndrome. The old fucking From Dust Dementia. 
we might yeah. say. Um, and we can just segue very quickly into our second piece of news, and that's Steam are also offering refunds um, on the PC version of From Dust because it's such a sloppy poor port. So that is just more or less saying, sorry, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let's put it out. Not integrate mouse controls. Um, have a choppy frame rate on the platform, which is supposed to have the most frames per second. And um, just put DRM on it. Yeah. And Steam have just said, okay, do you want your money back? There you go. They've just dropped the clanger. Really yeah, bad. so a, a pretty poor turnout from you. A, a pretty poor what? Turnout? I sounded like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> it's a turtle. I, th- I think uh, this DRM is definitely going to be just dropped. The whole idea is going to be dropped. It's contentious. It certainly they've, they've, is contentious. They've dipped the toe in, haven't they? And they thought, ooh, they didn't like that. So they're going to try that again. That is not very nice at all. No. Not at all, man. No. All right, so we'll leave Ubisoft alone for the time being because I believe we've uh, we've given them quite a beating, actually. Mm. Um, and we'll move on to our next piece of news. And our, our next story here, mate, is about the little uh, the little brouhaha which has been brewing up. <laughs> stop! Stop! <laughs>